I will call to order the East River Town Council regular meeting for November the 23rd. The meeting minutes show that the meeting started at 12 minutes after five. And uh, so that takes us to the adoption of the agenda. Uh, I will ask Mr. Parker if there's any additions. Uh, there are none, Your Worship. Any deletions? There are two items uh, that are uh, deleted, uh, section uh, 14, uh, item one and two, Your Worship. And there's a request okay. to move item uh, seven up after the adoption of the minutes. Okay, so that's unfinished business. That is correct, Your Worship. Okay, very good. Um, so uh, I could get a motion to adopt the agenda as uh, as amended. So moved. Mr. Mr. Ford, all in favor? Looks like it's passed. Uh, there's uh, three three minutes, uh, three sets of minutes. The first one is for the minutes for November 9th, 2020, regular council meeting. Are there any corrections, deletions, clarifications, et cetera, et cetera, required there? If not, I will take a motion to. Your worship, I could move the minutes as presented for November the 9th. Okay, all in favor? Passed. Uh, and for the minutes for November 16th, is there anything we need to adjust there? If Mr. Not, Mayor, I would move the minutes of November 16th. Okay, passed. Oh, I'm assuming they're passed, so let's just vote on that. Okay, very good. Uh, minutes of November the 18th, 2020. Uh, and if anybody wants to uh, make a comment on that. And if not, uh, Johanna Downing, are you asking to move that? Okay, all in favor? Passed. So this is where we move uh, section seven unfinished business up. That is correct, Your Worship. Okay, there's a request for decision and this is the ratification of the airport transfer agreement. That is correct. Uh, so uh, good evening, Your Worship and Council. Before you is the request for decision concerning the ownership and operation of the uh, Beast River Regional Airport. I'm not going to be reading the whole RFD, uh, but I will highlight a couple of components in the document and add a few other pieces to the presentation. Uh, the decision before Council has been an extremely long process and an in-depth endeavor. It started uh, years ago and it slowly grew to this RFD that we have here before us tonight. In 1996, the federal Liberal government started a process to divest itself of enterprises that were uh, money-losing ventures in order to rapidly bring down the federal deficit. They proceeded to transfer airports to municipal governments and threatened to close the airports. Many municipalities felt that these infrastructures were extremely important to their communities and therefore reluctantly they accepted them from the federal government. In the case of Peace River, the MDPs would have been the municipality to accept the airport due to it being located in the MDPs. 
Um, but the town became the default organization and to accept it and has owned and operated since 1996. It is also important to note that the federal government to sweeten the deal, they offered transitional funding to the tune of $1.1 million at the time. In today's dollars, that's equivalent to about 1.8 million. It should be known that we used to have national air carriers at the airport, but that was also because they were subsidized by the federal government. However, when the subsidy stopped, another cost-cutting move by the federal government, so did the air carriers coming to the Peace River Regional Airport. We did have a small, um, successful airline, Northern Air, up until the end of 2019. One of the major advantages of this new nonprofit organization taking over the airport ownership and operations is to remove all forms of political pressure from individuals spreading misinformation. As this misinformation has been extremely damaging in helping the airport thrive and survive, the town has had to treat every organization the same. However, some individuals at the airport who have been used to privilege, when they are finally treated equally, uh, they protest and say they're being oppressed. Well, that needs to stop and this transfer will assist in that. We have been assured everyone will be treated equally with the new organization. Now back to the components of this actual RFD. It is important to note that the airport is extremely important in and for this region, but this service is not considered a core municipal service. Over the last few years, municipal involvement in the operations of the airport service has increased significantly. The increased municipal financial and human resources that is listed at the bottom of page two and at the top of page three of this request for decision is a small example. This is not a complete list. In 2019, Council wanted to see if there were any other options concerning the airport that could be found, and our solicitors issued out a professional RFP on the town's behalf to see if there was interest in some other entity taking over either the operations and or ownership of the airport. The RFP attracted several agencies, which with the necessary experience and expertise and more than one proponent presented options to the evaluators. Altogether, 12 options were generated. Each of the proponents had experience in airport operations in one form or another and or aviation business models. As directed by council, confidentiality agreements were signed with the proponents and the evaluators did not release their names of the proponents to council or to the funding partners. This has allowed council to make decisions based on financial and operation merits of each proposal. As part of the decision-making process, council directed administration to conduct a non-binding referendum on the proposal to turn over the ownership and operations of the airport to a nonprofit entity. The results clearly showed a positive movement to a nonprofit organization, as long as the following conditions occurred. First, provide that a fixed ending to the town providing financial support to the airport. In the attached agreement, that's under section 2.2.2 and 7.1.1. Address the issues of ACAP funding and environmental liability. That's under sections 4.2.6 and sections 1.1.1 and Schedule D. Continue support for air ambulance and forestry operations. That's transfers of the leases under Schedule C. Ensure a minimum of a 10-year operational commitment. That's under section 2.2.4. Ensure provision that the faculty to revert to the town um, if the nonprofit discontinues operation. That is under section 7.2.1.6. But this agreement also has four other important uh, items to assist uh, the successful transfer of this operation. The town will continue to provide financial support at the airport at a cost of 700,000 
for a period of two years under section 2.2.2 as mentioned earlier and sub point 1.1. But the town will also provide services of one full-time experienced airport employee uh, for a period of one year. And that's under section 7.1.3. The town will continue to provide part-time water operator to the airport for a period of up to one year and will assist in training a replacement operator. The town will continue to provide fire services to the airport. That's under section 1.1, section 7.1.2. At the end of the day, administration feels this is a good transfer agreement to ensure the airport stays open. Air ambulance and forestry are able to continue to operate in the region. There are many examples of successful airports that are not operated by municipal governments. And this, and this administration truly believes that by allowing this nonprofit the ability to incorporate their ideas will make this entity and this airport um, the envy of many other municipalities. The board of directors are all members of our local community who have a commitment to ensuring that this vital service thrives and survives. All members of the board are aviation enthusiasts. Four out of the five currently have pilot's license and the fifth is in the process of completing their license. The board is comprised of very successful business individuals who have a vested interest to ensure that this airport is successful. The board is excited to start this process moving forward and in a positive light. This agreement helps provide the transitional funding and the human administrative support to assist the nonprofit and the future of the airport operations so it will be successful. Administration recommends the town enters into this agreement as attached with the nonprofit organization. If council passes this motion and the agreement is signed, then we will introduce the members of the board most likely December 7th. If council doesn't pass this motion, then the board and the nonprofit will not be introduced as per the non-disclosure agreement that has been signed. This was the wishes of council to ensure an unbiased decision-making process. Um, and I'm open for any questions. Questions of Mr. Parker? Pardon me, Your Worship? Any questions? I'm uh, asking the rest oh. of the class <laughs> if they have any questions of you. Mr. Good. Just one question, Mr. Parker. The, the $700,000 for the period of time, is that um, joint contributions for ourselves and our neighbors for any transitional period of time, or is that all from the town of Peace River? Uh, that is uh, officially what it is, is. We do have ICF agreements and uh, we do have uh, unofficial commitments from our municipal partners that they continue this funding for two years. Okay, thank you and our thanks. Thank you. And uh, I think I think we should also mention that, that uh, so our municipal partners came on board about five years ago and uh, and Prior to that, from '95 to uh, to roughly five years ago, which would be about 2015, the town itself was putting uh, the taxpayer, the town of Peace River taxpayer, was putting in $700,000 a year, um, and uh, and then we uh, we were able to. Uh, to garner the support of our surrounding municipalities and reduce that uh, $700,000 to what approximately in 2015, Mr. Parker? Yeah, that is correct. 
Well, how much was it? Forty percent of seven hundred thousand? It's uh, approximately sixty uh, percent, I think, and we're we're paying forty. Okay, so uh, which is what to two hundred and forty thousand? Correct. Okay. Hundred and eighty. Hundred and eighty. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, good. And um, yeah, so we we reduced. Uh, the town's portion of that, uh, but it's still quite a bit of money that the average taxpayer is having to uh, put into this. And uh, uh, you were mentioning as part of this agreement, we are providing some transitional funding uh, to the tune of $700,000, but only for two years. And after that, uh, the taxpayer uh, should recoup. Should uh, there should uh, won't won't be paying out uh, seven hundred thousand a year. And in the case of Peace River itself, one hundred eighty thousand. That that is correct. And and to be quite honest. Uh, um, we believe that they'll be able to uh, actually decrease a lot of the expenses because there's things that they can do that uh, municipalities can't do uh, effectively. And uh, uh, we've, we've actually kind of like uh, noticed uh, uh, how you can decrease some of the expenses that we've even done just since the COVID period's on. So um, I, I, we, plus they also have some really good ideas to actually expand the airport. Okay. So uh, I... And, and you mentioned uh, uh, um, these individuals that make up uh, this particular board, this nonprofit company. They um, they have a business background, so they do. and they'll be able to that because I've I've found uh, and this is more this is a comment and not a question, but. Certainly in uh, the, uh, well, it's, it'll be going on um, somewhat um, 10, 10 years of managing this airport is that because we're the, we're, we're the municipality and we're only a local municipality and we're a, uh, uh, a bastard child in the eyes of the constitution. And uh, both the province and the federal government uh, feel that they can download a lot of the costs onto us. And when it comes to paying their fair share for usage of the airport, they, uh, they're more than happy to strong arm us and uh, and uh, and down and download costs onto the uh, local taxpayer. So um, that's been my observation over the last ten years. Uh, um, Mr. Needham, you've been here for ten years. Would you agree with that assessment? Yes, I thanks, uh, Your Worship. I, I would invite those that are listening, if you haven't read the RFP, uh, it's loaded on the Town of Peace River website. If you look at the level of effort in terms of uh, planning and research documents that have went into the airport all the way back to 1996, there's 20 plus studies there. And there have been numerous committees struck and it has not been an easy task to 
take the airport and uh, I, I guess move, move it to the next level. Uh, so the, the not-for-profit approach of successful business people picking this up, uh, it's taken a long time to get here. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, there are many not-for-profits around NAV Canada, as a matter of fact, is a not-for-profit organization. They run air traffic control stuff uh, right across Canada. So I'm excited to see that we've got a, a number of local businessmen that have got aviation experience and uh, are willing to pick this up. Uh, as far as help from the neighbors, I just uh, I don't want to overstep this. I think you said five years. I, I think we've had about three years of help from the neighbors, but one of them was maybe a little longer, but uh, you are right on the subsidy amount. We, uh, When we got our partners on board, we were able to reduce that burden. But for years and years, the town of Peace River carried that airport and it's an expensive item. And uh, I've had many people tell me that uh, uh, anything we can do to reduce costs out there and, and again, maintain the air ambulance, maintain forestry, maintain a, a vital, uh, for the recreation pilot, maintain that. Anything we can do uh, to reduce those costs and keep the airport going, we should be doing it. And the referendum proved it. I've talked to several aviation uh, enthusiasts around town and uh, I think we're all in agreement. So uh, I think this is a good model. Uh, we'll give it, a, give it a go. And uh, I'm certainly supportive of the recommendation. I think it's, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I also want to point out, and this is probably uh, more a comment than a question for you, uh, Mr. Parker, but you can weigh in. So the uh, you put out an RFP sometime about a year ago, would that be correct? Yes, it was, uh, yeah, I think just before the 20, um, just at the end of 2019. Yeah, so a uh, request for a proposal. Correct. Um, and, uh, but the system was designed, the proposal, uh, the whole process was designed so that, uh, uh, and so that the, uh, uh, so that the counselors and uh, uh, would not know who the, uh, the people were that were bidding, whether they were from Vancouver or Ottawa or locally. And uh, that was done in part to avoid uh, political favoritism and also political pressure. And also to, uh, to, to avoid uh, any bias. So uh, in, for instance, in my case, there may be some individuals that uh, that had an interest in putting a, uh, or uh, maybe these are the same individuals that uh, are interested, uh, were interested, and are interested in putting in a request for proposals, and uh, but have an antagonistic relationship with me, and I certainly didn't. I I wanted. Uh, I wanted to be blind and make a decision on the on any agreement uh, before the individuals uh, before I know who the individuals are. And you said, uh, and and this is what you've done, and that's why you haven't mentioned the individuals uh, now. I'm a bit surprised that you did mention that they're local, but uh, uh, fair enough. Um, 
I uh, I thought they might very well be from uh, from Vancouver or Edmonton. I believe you just mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt. I believe you just yeah. mentioned that the board members are local. Is okay. is is oh, okay. what I on there? Oh, okay, good, good. Okay. Just not to interrupt your worship, but just to clarify, that was I believe in my uh, speaking time there. I that's where I picked up the reference as well. I said that uh, I was enthusiastic to see some local representative, and I was only picking up on the comments I have uh, again to. Uh, no idea who we're talking about, but uh, again, I, I heard what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Ford. Uh, yes, Mr. Parker. I, um, I also heard you say about talking about the local board or there's local business people that are on the board, um, but in the RFP process, um, just a quick question, do, do any of these people have actual airport management experience? Yeah, one of the partners of one of the individuals, uh, actually, they own an airport uh, in the United States, and they have lots of experience there. Okay. Thank you, Thank you uh, Mr. Parker. Uh, Ms. Manzer? Um, Mr. Parker, just a couple of questions on Article 3, the conditions. Are those uh, more or less being met in timely fashion? Yes. You're on mute now, Mr. Parker. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so it's a 15-day waiting period. We've already submitted the time frame. We've also uh, uh, submitted, we're requesting results by the 7th. Uh, we also have unofficial, um, if we don't have this, we can actually extend it by mutual agreement. But the issue is, is trying to move it forward faster than slower. Ms. Downing. <clears throat> Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, Mr. Parker, this looks great to me. Um, I want to thank you and your team for all the effort that you've put into this. Um, I did hear you skate around Elaine's question regarding um, conditions. Are you in faster rather than slower? Are we talking the end of this year, Mr. Parker? Hopefully. Our, our goal is to have the complete transfer occur by December 15th. That is the goal uh, right at this particular moment. Um, so uh, we do have uh, that actually in the documents uh, uh, for the, the turning over. As uh, it's okay. Um, just go ahead. If I may, Your Worship, just to uh, clarify, uh, Ms. Park, I'm going to so, uh, there will be a vote taken on this matter uh, soon, and uh, if this uh, passes, uh, we would be introduced to the new management board before that date. I, I just, I think I heard December. Yeah, yeah. so what, what we'd be looking at is we'll be looking at this. Uh, so uh, what will happen is most likely the next GMP meeting. First, we have to get authorization either to enter into this agreement or not. Once that occurs, then we uh, sign off on it. 
then the nonprofit entity signs off on it. Once that happens, then uh, the non-disclosure component for this one organization um, is now waived. And then, so our, our goal is, is on the 7th to physically introduce uh, the whole board. Um, so that, that's what we're hoping it's uh, uh, at the earliest for the public to actually see everybody. Thanks for clarifying that. You're welcome. If there's no further discussion, Your Worship, uh, I will take, uh, take your lead, but I would certainly be prepared to put a motion on the block. Please do so. Uh, Your Worship, I would uh, recommend that Council ratify the Peach Regional Airport Transfer Agreement as presented. Okay. Uh, any uh, a final uh, final call for any questions or comments? Okay, um, I'll call for a vote. Uh, should we make it a recorded vote or anyone requesting a recorded vote? No? Okay, all in favor? In favor. Favor. And that's a unanimous vote, so. Okay, uh, great. So I'm looking forward to uh, meeting the board and finding out who the company actually is. Thank you very much, Worship, and we'll bring it very soon. I'd like to also uh, thank our neighbors for joining us tonight. They've been very supportive. They, uh, they definitely need kudos for that. Okay. Thanks to everyone again. Thanks, Don. Yeah, thank you. Was that why you wanted it early so that they could uh, go home early? <laughs> if I had known that, Mr. Parker, I would have made that the last item. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, that would take us to public hearings. I understand there's one public hearing, bylaw 2078. Good evening, Your Worship. Uh, Alicia Modi, Manager of Planning and Development. I'm here to present bylaw 2078. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Alicia. Sorry. We, <laughs> sorry. We just have to do the. Do we you require a motion to open the hearing? Yeah. Oh, we're having a hearing on this one. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I have it here. Um, okay, uh, Ms. Manzer, are you moving that council open a public hearing on the matter of bylaw twenty seventy eight? Yes, I am. All in favor? Uh, I will. Uh, I'm going to declare this this statutory public hearing is open at 38 minutes past five and note that this hearing is held pursuant to section seven, eight, 230, 606 and 692 of the Municipal Government Act. Any member of the public viewing this hearing via the video live stream may submit comments via info, I-M-F-O, at Peace River, all one word, dot CA. Uh, I will now call on the executive assistant, uh, Ms. McQuaig, to confirm what the purpose of this public hearing is and when the public hearing notice was advertised in the local newspaper and, uh, and that any written submissions received and not included in the public hearing agenda package be read into the record. 
Good evening, Mayor and Council. The purpose of this hearing is bylaw 2078, a bylaw to repeal the Valley View Area Structure Plan, which is bylaw 1228. The statutory public hearing notice was published in the local newspaper, the Record Gazette on November 11th and 18th, and notice was provided in accordance with 2034, the advertising bylaw by electronically posting the notice prominently on the Town of Peace River website, electronically on the official social media sites, and by posting the notice on the bulletin board provided for that purpose in the Town Hall main entrance. There were no written submissions received at the Town Office. Which newspaper did, or newspapers did you say this was advertising? The Peace River Record Gazette, sir. Okay. Um, so we're we're not advertising, we wouldn't have advertised this in the Smoky Peace River Express then. We did not, sir. Um, that would be a question to raise between the planner and the communications person. Presumably they uh, had a purpose for their procedure. Okay. I will ask that all persons giving oral presentations to clearly state their name and uh, make their presentations as concise as possible, but yet leave out nothing. <laughs> Thank you, Your Worship. Apologies for jumping the gun. Uh, so Alicia Modi, Manager of Planning and Development for the Town of Peace River. And I'm presenting the Valley View Area Structure Plan Repeal Bylaw, which is Bylaw 2078. Uh, the Valley View Area Structure Plan was adopted in the 1980s on land that the town now owns. The plan proposed for a low density residential development on the north portion of Misery Mountain. And that development has not occurred and the town at this point does not anticipate that that uh, development would occur. Um, and if it did, it would need to be, uh, a new area structure plan would need to be provided or at least substantially updated as the, the work that had gone into the plan in the 1980s is outside of the Limitations Act uh, for the province of Alberta. So we wouldn't be able to rely on that information. So it is our proposal to repeal it. We're also proposing to repeal it because the plan is actually inconsistent with the future land use that is prescribed in the town's municipal development plan which is bylaw 1874. And that inconsistency also means that the subdivision and development authorities are not in the position at this moment to approve any application that would be uh, consistent with the area structure plan because it would be inconsistent with the municipal development plan which is higher in the uh, planning hierarchy. Uh, we are proposing to remove this plan because it is adjacent to areas that can be developed and the impacts of this development should in theory be accounted for in any adjacent developments, but because we do not think that this plan as it stands will be developed, uh, it's inappropriate to have it in the planning framework as it could lead us to make decisions that are not consistent with uh, the actual built reality of our, our community. So we are here today to uh, potentially provide second and third reading to the bylaw, which is administration's recommendation. Uh, and I will just speak quickly to the point uh, we have advertised in the Record Gazette, which is the town's newspaper and has been the paper of record for um, many decades. And at this point, uh, advertising in a second paper is possible, but it's not required. And it also does have budgetary impacts. Uh, 
there's an additional cost to any additional paper. And at this point, we had not budgeted for uh, advertising in two papers. So we have kept with our standard practice, in addition to publishing on the town's website and the Facebook page and on the public bulletin board in the town office. So I can take any questions the council might have. Uh, any questions, Ms. Modi? If not, I've got a few questions. So um, I'm looking at the uh, the valley, this this particular structure plan, and essentially you wanted to put uh, residences up on Misery Mountain. Is is what I gather from this plan? That was the plan that was presented in 1984. Would that have actually to repeal it? Yeah. I, would that have actually been even possible given the instability of the, uh, of the, uh, well, the slopes on Misery Mountain? Yeah, the plan in 1984 does include uh, a geotechnical report by Thurber Engineering that does support the proposed development as it was presented in that area structure plan. Uh, if we were to want to move forward with the development in this way, we would certainly need an updated area or geotechnical report. Um, and based on developments in planning law and also the slope movements within the town uh, over the, the last 40 years, I would be surprised if we could receive the same type of report without at least a very significant uh, level of insurance attached to it. As well as some significant amounts of earthwork that would be required to, to bring this to fruition as well. Well, I, I'm, I have to say that I'm actually surprised that uh, they thought about building on top of Misery Mountain. I always viewed Misery Mountain as the, the green jewel uh, uh, in the in the town of Peace River, and I I I envisioned it being more uh, uh, somewhat like uh, the Central Park of of New York, but this being the Central Park of uh, Peace River. Um, and if we want to make that the uh, the long term vision. How can we build that into, uh, although I realize that uh, other councils after us could change their mind, but is there a way of trying to codify that idea in, 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 uh, in our land use bylaw? Well, actually, it is somewhat already that circumstance uh, within our land use bylaw, as well as our municipal development plan. So in our municipal development plan, this is designated as as natural area. Um, we also have a parks and trails plan where this area is identified as the Misery Mountain Urban Park. And within our land use bylaw, it's currently community district, which is the district that's applied to green areas as well as a number of other types of use. But parks is definitely one of the main categories that's within that. So really this is the, this area structure plan is the only piece of planning uh, regulation that points in an opposite direction. And as we remove it, we are solidifying the direction that this is green space for our community. Yeah, we, we definitely need a space for deer and bears to roam. And they do. 
no, no one saw that as being that poetic, I guess. Um, uh, they uh, did but, that in the North End well enough, your worship. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I know that uh, some people use this as a large uh, dog park, so. No, that's that's good. I'm I'm glad that we're uh, we're uh, uh, or or there's a mo uh, that we're there's a motion to repeal this uh, this bylaw at least in my view. Any other questions of uh, Ms. Modi, uh, Mr. Good? No question, but I'd be prepared to uh, move second reading of the bylaw, Your Worship. Okay, great. Let's do that. Uh, move second reading of bylaw 2078. Actually, I think we have to finish off the hearing and then we, uh, then we, when we get into bylaws, we, we can uh, make those motions. Yeah, so uh, I'll give you first dibs on, on second reading when we get to that point. Okay, so I will now call on those in favor of the bylaw, which must have been me. Um, but uh, anyone else who wants to come forward and speak in favor of uh, bylaw 2078, which just repeals uh, area structure plan bylaw 1228 to uh, to speak up or, uh, or or forever hold their peace. Uh, this will be second call. I'll make this third call. Okay, very good. I will now call on those opposed to the bylaw. So those that want to keep uh, Valley Valley View Area Structure Plan in place to uh, to come forward and speak up. Um, this will be second call. And now I'm going to make that third call. And uh, we do have a provision to allow people who feel that they are they are deemed to be affected and who wish to be heard to come forward and and uh, and, and state their piece. Second call. Third call. Very good. And uh, I don't believe that there's any further questions and seeing that all presentations are, are made, I will now declare the public hearing closed at uh, 10 minutes to six. Okay, and uh, there are no presentations, so we'll go straight to bylaws and there. Uh, so this is where I will call on Mr. Good if he wishes to make uh, a motion for second reading of bylaw 2078. I'll move the proposed repeal of the Valley View Area Structure Plan. All in favor? Anyone wishing to go to third reading? Ms. Downing, all in favor? Okay, very good. Uh, Ms. Modi, uh, Valley View Area Structure Plan Bylaw 1228 is now repealed. Thank you. Uh, we dealt with unfinished business. That takes us to new business. 
Um, new business is the operating variance report as of October 31st, 2020. And who should I call on to highlight any items to, to give us the, uh, the highlights? Mr. Scram, is that you? Hi, uh, yes it is, Your Worship. Good evening, Council. Um, what we have to present tonight is the operating variance report as of October 31st, 2020. Um, it is in the same format as we've been using uh, in the past. Uh, we've also uh, included an amended budget to reflect uh, changes and, and items related to COVID. So if you look at the overall um, projected position in the operating side of, of the town, uh, we're projecting a $1.8 million um, surplus or positive variance. And this is due to a number of things. Um, so to put it in context, um, uh, municipal grants especially are in a favorable, favorable position of 1.3 million and that's uh, due to the uh, final, finalization of the intermunicipal collaboration framework agreements um, that uh, were finalized after the budget had been completed. So they're now being reflected in the variance reports. Um, also, the uh, province is provided a uh, municipal operating stimulus transfer of, called MOST, and we received uh, $509,500. So that, taking that into account, and then uh, with the overall expenditures and operation being in a favorable position of uh, $108,100 at the year end as per the items listed in the new in the new items as well as the items previously reported we're looking at a uh, operating variance in the favorable position of 1.8 million uh, if we add into that the disaster recovery program uh, of one hundred and seventy six thousand five hundred dollars we get a new balance of one million nine hundred and eighty three thousand six hundred dollars uh, administration is proposing uh, transferring 1.7 million of this into reserves, leaving us with a projected year-end position in a positive uh, way of $273,300. So that would be the operating side of, uh, of the equation. As far as uh, the water and wastewater operations, uh, through 10 months, we're projecting a deficit of $64,900, uh, which is due to the items listed uh, below. Um, the, the big one is the unfavorable variance of $25,000 for water billings. And this uh, is likely weather related. We had a very wet summer and uh, water consumption was down. Uh, we've also had um, deferrals for penalty charges and um, different items like that. So overall, we expect a small deficit. We haven't been able to do a complete analysis uh, of uh, water expenditures uh, yet. We're working on that, uh, but we think we may be able to identify areas of savings um, in that. 
So there's two significant event, events that impact the financial position of the town in 2020. Um, first, the, the ICF agreements, which we are now bringing into our financial statements. Uh, if you want to see more of the details on the um, ICF agreements, there is a website in the RFD that you can go to. Um, so that that basically explains where we're sitting at the moment. Um, there are a couple of transfers that uh, administration is recommending, and that is the uh, $1,702,300 to transfer to the general operating reserves. Um, we've attached the policy, reserve policy, uh, which states that we are, the town will try and maintain a, a operating reserve of about 15% uh, of our annual operating expenses. Currently, uh, it only sits at about half a million. So we're gonna try and build that back up to the required level. Uh, the other transfer that uh, administration is, ref is uh, recommending is um, transferring $8,000 uh, to reserves to be reintroduced into the 2021 budget uh, for downtown beautification projects that unfortunately we were not able to complete uh, this year. Um, so uh, that, in a nutshell, is where we sit as of October 31st. Okay, very good. Your Worship, if I may, um, yep. just to give Council a little bit more context, uh, removing the extraordinary items, and again, they are very extraordinary for this year. We are showing a projected surplus in our general fund of about $279,000. Based on our operating budget of around $22 million, that's about a 1.2% variance. So again, it, it's pretty close to, um, you know, it's, it's not an astronomical number. It's not a five or 6% variance or, or surplus or anything like that. Um, again, on our water side, uh, $64,000 deficit on a total water budget of $4.1 million is around 1.5% um, off of actual bu budget to actual. So again, pretty pretty small numbers. Um, again, in this unusual year, staff did a, a pretty good job of um, identifying reductions, maintaining those reductions, um, and ensuring that we, we um, didn't overspend or underspend um, you know, quite a bit this year, even though it was uh, an unusual year. Yes, when is it you count and say when it's not over 5%, you say it's in insignificant or not statistically significant? Uh, it depends on the threshold. <laughs> Immaterial. Immaterial, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. Um, so there was a comment underwater, wastewater that we're not hooked up to we're not making any sales to the uh, correctional institution is as uh, that's that was the case up up to the end of October. Uh, up till we actually started doing sales to them sometime in September. Oh, okay, um, we had budgeted for that to happen earlier in the year, um, in in May or June. Um, there were delays on their end, so sales were four or five months later than we anticipated. 
Right. And uh, do you have an idea of how much water we are selling them? Um, what their demand is? It's a little early. Um, we're projecting for next year's budget, I think we're projecting between 16 to 1800 cubic meters per month. 16, say that again. 1600 to 1600 to 1800 cubic meters per month. Okay, good. So fairly, fairly high volumes of water. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Um, Ms. Manzer? Um, what was the um, 8,000 that was unexpended from the um, beautification budget for this year? Was it garbage cans? Those, no, were those um, murals? It was, it was the mural that was on the wall below KFC that we can't access right now. Thank you. <clears throat> Any other questions of Mr. Schramm? Uh, if not, uh, perhaps we could have a motion to uh, uh, to accept the operating variance budget as of October 31st, 2020 for information. Um, your and plus the other recommended recommendations for the transfers to the reserves. If oh, you okay. Um, yeah, let's, let's just, uh, let's go with this one. I think Joanne, Ms. Downing had her hand up. Did she, or if you? It was Mr. Good. Oh, okay, Mr. Good. Uh, are you making the motion to adopt, uh, uh, to accept the variance, the operating variance report uh, for information? Yes, I am. Thank you. Okay, all in favor? And there is a recommendation that went with that. Um, the recommendation was to approve the transfer of one million seven hundred and. Seven hundred and two thousand three hundred to the general operating reserve. Um, so, if I have a can have get a motion on that one, Ms. Downing, all in favor? And there's also a second recommendation that council approve the transfer of eight thousand to the general operating reserve. Uh, who? I'll make that motion too. Okay, all in favor? Okay, very good, we've got that done. So that takes us to the capital uh, variance report. And uh, are you also giving that report, Mr. Schramm, or is, I, is the engineering department gonna do the honors there? I could start it and then I see that all the directors are available tonight to answer any questions. That, oh, this uh, is like a relay. Have. We're going to hand off the baton to uh, Exactly. To okay, very good. I'm going to I'm going to warm the crowd up for them. Right, you're the opening leg of the Right. Um so what uh, we're presenting tonight council is a uh, summary of where we stand currently with our um capital projects. It's the same format that we've been using uh, for a number of couple of years now. Um, it should 
it gives a pretty good breakdown of where we're standing. And as I said earlier, uh, the directors are available if uh, you have any questions regarding any specific projects. Ms. Manzer, you look like you have a question. So it's maybe not our capital, but um, there was a bit of an ongoing discussion about River Road and um, uh, I guess delays in uh, the opening of River Road, which is um, only the second exit from the north end of town. So uh, Mr. McQuaig, could you just, you know, let the general public in this uh, know a little bit more about what's happening there. So uh, what, what's happening in that location is an echo gas relocation. And we had to uh, deal with some utility conflicts in that particular area between echo gas and TELUS, uh, which uh, we had to get solved before uh, echo gas could actually finalize moving their pipeline over. So right now, uh, they're still resolving some issues there, and but we're looking at uh, uh, having that relocation complete now, probably end of December, early January. So it looks that that's what the major delay is in in reopening River Road at that location. Thank you. I I, I guess it's understandable. It's just unfortunate. It's. It's taken it so it is. Uh, we have little control over that situation as, as uh, it's basically reliant on the two utilities uh, to kind of sort out their work in, in that location. They have, they're working within their authorized right-of-ways and uh, they have, the, have retained the ability to work in those areas and you know, we try to uh, provide support where we can. So uh, to make sure that the town is not the one being the ones uh, holding them up at this point. So we just need to rely on those two utilities to kind of resolve uh, their respective uh, issues and uh, complete the project there. So going over the capital projects, uh, Mr. McQuig, um, it looks like uh, a number of them will end up being deferred. So uh, um, I see on hardware replenishment, uh, we have 30% left uh, to spend there. Is that, is that because that's all we're going to, we only needed 70% of the budget or the 30% is going to be spent by the end of the year? So we're probably talking about the, the water treatment plant equipment project? No, uh, information systems, hardware replenishment. Going from top uh, Director Town's probably better apt to talk about that one. Uh, yeah, so those are um, those are just cost to date. We may spend a bit more um, on hardware as needed, um, but if we do go under on that, um, we'll just be able to utilize uh, funding that'll be um, requested for 2021. Okay. So it's not a challenge to spend as much as we can. We spend as needed. to spin it in a positive way, Mr. Mr. Town. Uh, frontline fire apparatus. Uh, nothing's being spent there. We're deferring that to 2021. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So the department and uh, we're still doing some work to 
uh, determine what we need uh, for the town, what options are around that. So yeah, from a funding perspective, the funds are in place, the funds don't necessarily disappear. Um, council will ultimately um, be part of the approval process once we do an RFP for, for a piece of equipment. So um, sure. it's just something that hasn't happened yet. But it will be bumped to 2021, so. Um, most likely the actual expense will occur in 2021. Uh, decontamination equipment. We haven't spent any any of that money that was assigned to tag to decontamination for the fire department. Yeah, those other two projects were um, part of the deferrals that we've considered internally for for COVID savings. So um, we've we've been able to say, um, and we'll bump those to 2021 also. And likewise, the the fire department. Uh, Asked for a commercial washer extractor at twenty thousand. We haven't spent any money there. Um, couldn't they find a fire sale? <laughs> I'm not sure if they have yet. Okay, so I'm. I mean, I'm do you start a way. fire sale, or how does that work? Well, they should be the first ones in at the in line for the fire sale. Um, so I take it that's another 2021 uh, item that'll be bumped to uh, the 2021 budget. Uh, neighborhood renewal, uh, pretty well bang on. Any more costs coming through on that, Mr. McQuaid? We're pretty much uh, shut down. I think I processed the uh, last uh, claim for this year, this year, so that uh, should be paid out uh, this week. I think there's uh, a little bit left in there, uh, but the remainder is uh, complete for this year. And operations heavy equipment, why, what was that? It looks like you spent uh, more than you were allowed to. <laughs> uh, that one just by, I think, 1,024. And uh, talk to Director Town and myself, uh, talk about that one. We're uh, within our experience yeah. allowance in there. But you were willing to say it was immaterial, your worship? Yeah, Ms. <laughs> Mr. Town, I'm sure, was going to say that that's immaterial. That, that, that is for our new Lord or your worship. Okay. And uh, the pavement overlay project. Um, did you put a negative 1% there because that was material, Mr. Mr. Town? Or uh... <laughs> That's just the math, how it works out. Okay, very good. The sig figs. Uh, sidewalk replacement, uh, pretty well right on for that one. Yeah. Uh, facility security system upgrades, 26% left in the budget. Did we get just get a good deal on that or do we need to spend some more? Uh, we are still looking at spending some more, but we want to get the, the town hall security system, the, the upgrade for that complete and working first before we uh, progressed on to the next facility. Okay. And, and for there, for those that want to, uh, that are keen on dust to dust and ashes to ashes, you had uh, planned on a columbarium and uh, you're 75% of the way there, I see. Yes, and uh, with the remaining of the funds uh, being due on delivery, which we're expecting in the next two weeks. 
So we should have that column barium in place uh, within the next week or two. Oh, it's a prefab column barium. Yeah, it's being pre-constructed and uh, the pad is already uh, poured uh, at the cemetery. We poured the pad for it in September. Uh, so it just needs to arrive and we'll place it there and we're kind of open for business. Okay. Your Worship. Yeah. If I may, just uh, to pick up on your words, open for business, Jim, uh, I'll hold you to your word. You promised us a bylaw on the rates as to how we're going to price those units. So uh, yes, uh, I hope that's on uh, somebody's to-do list. It is. And uh, we've got those fees uh, generally set, set to uh, talk with the director of town on that and to roll that into uh, the fees bylaw to bring that forward. But I'm hoping to bring sure. that before Christmas. Good. Excellent. Thanks. I uh, excellent, thank you. Um, and uh, you were planning to do some cladding on the town hall, but uh, it doesn't look like you're going to do that. No, we actually deferred that one because we, uh, with the accessibility project and that grant, we're going to have to do some rearrangement of uh, the entrance on that side. So I okay. uh, felt that to put cladding on something that we're going to be demolishing next year. Uh, you know, we'd rather put the money towards that project. And uh, Parks and Rec ordered a tractor tool cat and looks like they were able to, uh, to save $5,000 or $4,000 on that. That's correct, Your Worship. And it's been operational since the snow has fallen back in October. <laughs> and uh, just maybe remind the listening audience why you felt you needed that. Are you going to be uh, sweeping the, uh, sweeping and cleaning the, uh, the path along the, uh, along the dike with that or how does that work? This is machine is specifically for the recreational campus as it were at the North end. And the Baytech staff are taking care of all the sidewalks adjacent to the pool, the base techs, and the um, immediate sidewalk around that, those two facilities. Um, that way, Public Works does not have to worry about those sidewalks at all, and they can focus their energies on um, the trails and other priority locations. It's an extremely efficient little machine, and staff are very pleased with it. The recreational campus, okay. Yes, I'm just taking a, a term from your worship. <laughs> okay, good show. Uh, and um, that takes us to water, wastewater, lift station number four. I think, I believe you've deferred that to 2021 or maybe 2022? Worship, uh, and basically what we had to do is uh, kind of resolve uh, the area structure plan for Upper West Peace as well as uh, some of the easement issues going through there. Uh, okay. But the plan is to get uh, all three projects, uh, the lift station and Shaftesbury part one and part two uh, completed next year. Okay. And likewise, the, although you spent about 40% on the uh, sewage treatment plant aeration tank cleaning, Yes, we did. Uh, and that was purchase of uh, all the equipment. So all the equipment okay. is purchased and ready to go for next year. Oh, okay. 
So it's just the labor to install the equipment now. Okay. And uh, uh, the meter read software, uh, it doesn't look like you're going to uh, have that project done by the end of the year. Uh, we've given Neptune uh, the authorization to proceed on that one. So I'm just waiting to hear back from a date of when they're going to get started. So okay. whether we're going to get there before Christmas or shortly after Christmas. Okay. But, um, that one is uh, on its way. And that will uh, save us uh, manpower because That's I, good. yeah, okay. That'll allow us to read it, read everything remotely. I did it. Okay. Good. Um, uh, does anyone else have questions on capital? No? Okay, we will uh, entertain a motion to accept the capital variance report as of November 19, 2020 for information. I'll make that motion. Okay, very good, Mr. Scanner. And all in favor? Good, passed. Thank you, gentlemen, for your very accurate budgeting, uh, particularly on the operating side there. Uh, it's good to know that when we set a tax rate, we are doing so with uh, wonderful guidance from you guys. Good, so we'll go to reports. Uh, RCMP Community Advisory Committee minutes were, were uh, included in this package. Uh, is there anything you need to highlight there, Mr. Ford, seeing that you're the representative? Yeah, one of the projects that we did, we did a tour of the village of Napa and we uh, uh, did a three-phase SEPTED project. So phases one and two are, are completed in that area where there was some additional lighting put in into some uh, troubled spots within that community as well as some uh, painting of fences in a, in a, in a playground area to, to like just like our beautification program, try and deter some of that uh, activity that's unwanted in those areas. But if I can, the big, the big news is if I can re refer to uh, section nine reports from Sergeant uh, Dave Brown, that first little bulletin there, um, the RCMP were extremely busy in October, uh, more to do with uh, property crimes and uh, uh, a lot of our prolific reoffenders, and uh, at the time of this meeting, I can tell you that there has been five arrests of prolific reoffenders, and at that point in time, they were all remanded into custody, a pending court. Okay, okay very good. Um, Peace Regional Waste Management Committee, did you have a meeting this month or last month? Perhaps we can get some minutes. Uh, some we, minutes. I think we've got a meeting. I want to say next week, Your Worship. And I did note your request or your suggestion. We get some minutes, so I will bring that up again. But no, we haven't had a meeting. Uh, one's coming up, and we'll try and uh, get some minutes. I don't see that as being a problem. I think the minutes will probably have to be the ones that are approved. So they're going to be anywhere from six weeks to a little bit more behind, but we'll get them. Okay. Um, under information, uh, well, maybe uh, just uh, a motion to accept the uh, 
the RCMP Community Advisory Committee minutes uh, for November the 4th, 2020 for information purposes. Mr. Ford, all in favor? Um, that takes us to a briefing note under information. It's a IDP referral from Northern Sunrise County. Uh, I take it Ms. Modi is not here to lead us through this item. Yeah, uh, she was just going to jump back in, uh, Your Worship, but I can kind of uh, uh, jumpstart this one. It's it's a fairly simple simple one, in that Northern Sunrise uh, County was uh, looking at uh, the development of two additional cabins in uh, an RV park, the Rendezvous RV Park up in Northern Sunrise. Uh, we've uh, had a look at this location and administration feels we have no concerns with the placement of these cabins where they are. Uh, they're back off of any uh, significant watersheds that we would worry about. Uh, the, and it's consistent with their RV park development as it is right now. So uh, the development permit applications provided for council's information at this point. Do we then need to uh, to 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 make a vote of some description then um, that uh, to have administration reply that we have no concerns or how, how does that work? Then? There, I'd kind of refer to the IDP uh, the way it's worded there and presented within the briefing note, as, uh, especially with. Uh, 7.2 and 7.21, uh, notwithstanding the above, the manager of planning development may recommend to the CAO that proposal be brought forward to account for council decision if the proposal is deemed to have strategic importance, uh, which this one doesn't. So this would default back to uh, 7.2, where the manager of planning development provides the referrals to council at a public council meeting for information and referral may be provided at a council meeting after the feedback deadline established by the IDP has expired. Uh, the manager of planning and development will indicate to the referring municipality that the, the town does not have any concerns. So uh, this kind of follows uh, within that, that first paragraph there, your worship. Okay, um, so just a... Uh... A motion to, oh, we've got a number of them here. So we'll go through them uh, all first then. So we have a letter from the bus lines requesting uh, support for rural bus services. Um, Well-intentioned letter. Um, I have no problem supporting this, um, although I'm not sure whether the provincial government is well I don't know if we have enough weight with the provincial government for them to uh, to take note of this request and uh, particularly given that they're looking to uh, to reduce their costs even further um, should we uh, It does provide, uh, uh, there are people that do use the bus. I, I, um, 
should we um, should we have administration write a letter of support? Uh, Ms. Manzer. I would be in favor of admin writing um, a supporting letter. Remember a few years ago when Greyhound left the basically the country business? Um, at that point in time, um, I forget which provincial government was uh, um, looking at what that meant to rural um, people getting to appointments and so on. So for that reason, I would um, support admin writing a letter. Okay, Mr. Ford? I would also support uh, administration writing a letter, but I'd also like to note that uh, um, these businesses don't just carry people, but they carry a lot of uh, freight for our local uh, small business. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so perhaps, Ms. Manzer, you can make a motion to, to, uh, to express your uh, desire for administration to uh, write a letter of support. I would move that administration be directed to write a letter of uh, support for the um, bus lines mentioned, um, indicating basically that this is our rural trans transit system, and they've, uh, you know, in part supported the urban transport system. So this is our rural version, and that they copies to the usual MLAs and ministers as um, they see fit. All in favor? Okay, very good. Um, NAV Canada, um, subject matter aeronautical studies. Um, I, I don't think this is so much a aeronautical study as it's a uh, is this, uh, this is really a, uh, a study to look at consolidation of their workforce, I imagine. Do I have that correct or uh, is this really an aeronautical study? I, I, Your Worship? Yes. Yes, when I read this, it's, it's, it's certainly a, a, uh, an information letter, I guess, advising uh, municipalities across Canada that uh, uh, they are serious about cost savings and uh, it's not an aeronautical study but it does point to a number that are being undertaken and there's no doubt about it. Uh, when I review the material on the website and others there's certainly been a, a staff reduction uh, and at the same time they say that they're still continued with safety and uh, stressing safety and they want to continue to make the service. But it, it does surprise me when they're talking about closing down, or I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the city of Regina is listed on here. Well, if the city of Regina can't support an air traffic facility, that's, uh, that's, that's a significant uh, significant downgrade in service. But uh, I don't think it's anything new to us. It's just an expansion of what they've already been doing. And like I said, I see the we, we're listed under the flight service station category, which we knew about. When I read this, I see air traffic control centers. So in our case, it's, uh, I guess the closest one for us would be uh, Port, Port McMurray and uh, perhaps Prince George, but uh, certainly the city of Regina, some alarm bells go off there. I was surprised that they're getting down to that level of review, but uh, no, it's not a study. It's a 
an announcement that they're continue to review their operations and obviously they'll uh, there'll be some uh, be some consequences in the next year there's no doubt about it and of course they're they're pointing to covid and they're pointing to reduced uh, airline business as some of the factors but uh, i think for now it's uh, it's an information item for us um and uh, and, and mr parker i understand you and uh, Mr. Town have been in discussions. I think you've had six discussions since October the 1st uh, with NAVCAN. Is yeah, that right? Either, either discussions or participated in their actual review. Uh, Mr. Town was part of uh, one of the uh, segments. Uh, if he wants, he can uh, keep uh, speak on that. And, and I've, I've had a few co uh, phone calls uh, in the last uh, few months. I'd also like to just, uh, like one of the flights, or sorry, one of the uh, traffic uh, locations that they're looking at is Norman Wells. And just to give it into uh, perspective a little bit, Norman Wells, um, I was actually the SAO up there, and uh, they had 92,000 passengers that would come uh, to Norman Wells. It was the third uh, most uh, trafficked uh, location. First was Yellowknife, um, second was Anuvik, and uh, Norman Wells was third. And um, so, they, they had uh, 737 um, or they have 737 uh, uh, service there. They had it seven days a week. And, um, and some days they had two different airlines that were coming seven, uh, uh, at least five days a week, sorry. So um, when you take a look at it, if they're looking at closing a station like that, uh, yeah, anyone who thinks that uh, literally our local location is gonna be staying open, I think it's gonna be very difficult for them to deal with that but we're going to still fight to try and keep it open uh that's our our purpose um but i think we're we're going up a, a, a tough and a steep hill to be quite honest um uh, and uh, you know um like i look at this list it's absolutely crazy uh, all these places they're looking at closing yeah i think we'll uh we'll leave it as an information item because you're uh actively engaged with nav canada as it is or they're yeah, actively yeah. engaged with you so and, uh, and the thing is it is jobs for us too right so you have to look at it in every job that you have it it does contribute um but it's going to be a long difficult fight i mean there'll be some areas where when you look at some of these uh, locations they will have a lot more resources to throw at um literally to to fight these guys And uh, the last letter was a letter from the Peace Regional or Peace River School Division. Or is, or is it the Grimshaw, Grimshaw School Division? Um, or at least the, uh, the Grimshaw School Division Board of Trustees. And uh, they'll be having a meeting on February the 3rd, 2021. This will be a Zoom meeting and um, they're looking forward for a municipal counselor to attend from our community. Who would, is someone interested in attending that? You can do it from the comfort of your own home. Ms. Downing, you're gonna do that for the Peace River School Division? Even though you're Irish and should be Catholic? 
Thank you for pointing that out, Your Worship. I'm still comfortable attending that meeting. <laughs> okay, very good. I guess if more than one wants to go, that's fine. So uh, if I could get a motion to accept uh, items uh, uh, 10.1, 10.3, and 10.4 for information. Your Worship, if I may, do we need to make a motion to enable Councillor Downing and possibly one other uh, councillor to attend that Peace Service School Division meeting? Yeah, okay. So I'll just uh, 10.1. So for information, 10.1 and 10.3 for information. Who's going to make that motion? Mr. Good, all in favor? And then an enabling motion, even though I'm sure she's willing to do it for nothing, um, a motion to enable Councillor uh, Downing to attend the Peace, Peace River School Division virtual joint meeting. I'll make that motion. Okay, all in favor? Uh, are there any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Um, do we have any comments from the public coming in? I have not received anything, Your Worship. Uh, Ms. McQuaig or Ms. Hume, is, were there, uh, how many viewers did we have on online today? We uh, capped out at six concurrent viewers. We have about three right now, it looks like. Oh, 17 playbacks. 17 playbacks. Oh, okay. And what does that mean, playbacks? Uh, people hitting play on the stream. So oh, okay. the actual number is probably closer to 17. Okay. One of the viewers is Mr. Krause. Oh, Mr. Nolan Krause. Okay. Um, and then uh, we have, so so we'll go so are there so there were no comments from the public i take it even I've never done, sir. okay so uh that takes us to key communication items so ms Hume, uh, maybe you can list those what you feel was uh noteworthy from this meeting well i think the one we had been preparing for was the um airport agreement on the off chance that was approved tonight um, with the change in process we'll wait for the approval to come through from the um, proponents and then we'll prepare a plan for announcing that then um, so that'll be early December um, so do you think your uh, or mr. Parker's uh, a briefing note is sufficient for uh, to answer any uh, questions that our, our I think, townspeople may have. I, I think most of the con uh, questions at this point will be about process and what, what it's going to look like going forward. Um, there is a lot of publicly available information, which when we make the announcement will be all tied up and accessible together. Um, it's a pretty complete briefing note. We'll utilize huge chunks of it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's obviously the biggest item. Uh, um, 
I don't know if do we need to talk about the repeal of the Valley View area structure plan and how that uh, um, how that was really set up to uh, to put uh, residents up on Misery Mountain, but uh, with this repeal, we've uh, we've essentially uh, we we're well on our way of creating a uh, a park in uh, on Misery Mountain and creating a G, a green jewel in the midst of our shimmering city. I think most residents would be surprised to know we ever had a plan for housing on Misery Mountain. Yeah, I was. Once surprised. we explained that, then we would have to explain why we had repealed it. But <laughs> did anyone know that that plan was existing before? Just one. Unsurprising, Mr. Good. Been here a while. The views would have been scenic. <laughs> um. There was a whole subdivision plan at one point. There was investors from different countries who invested in the in plots and lots on Misery Mountain historically. Well, that's why the Bank of France still owns part of that mountain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, as as one of my colleagues pointed out in a email to me, I was two when that. Uh, when that plan went into place. And given my late birth in 1982, I probably actually was only one. So I, I think, uh, it's probably worth noting that we will be writing a letter of support to uh, for the rural bus services. Yeah. Um, when that letter is uh, completed, we'll make sure that it's made publicly available um, and accessible. Okay. Other than that, it's uh, relatively quiet here. So, uh, and that's actually uh, um, miss, because Mr. Uh, Mr. Parker, uh, um, if I understood him correctly, was, do we have a closed session today, Mr. Parker? Sorry, do we have a what, sorry, session? Do we have a closed session today then, Mr. Uh, no, we do not. They're, yeah, they're, they're all canceled. Okay, very good. So um, with that, I'll take uh, a motion to adjourn this meeting. Mr. Needham, all in favor? Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.